0: This is the Mutual Audio Network. Shut up and listen.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
2: It is the year 2017 and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong, and those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theatre are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives each week to broadcast from a South Sea's barge crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring her the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude... Alchemy! Greetings, dear listeners.
3: It's me again. We're all still reeling from the death of our beloved narrator, and I wish I had some kind of good news, but it's really just more of the same. Andy started sleeping in the coal cellar of his basement. No one can really reach him there. He just cuddles in the corner, and I'm pretty sure he started naming the spiders and acting out elaborate soap opera-like plots of their comings and goings. Tom started up an in-loving memory blog, but right now it's just a black-and-white photo and an under-construction banner with a little gif of a cartoon construction worker bending over to retrieve what looks like a little cartoon crescent wrench, and the construction worker's cartoon ass-crack kind of peeks out of his little cartoon jeans. Me? I'm still trying to keep the good ship Rude Alchemy running, and I figured with the holiday season upon us I'd release the last full episode the narrator recorded, so please enjoy or try to enjoy. I I don't feel comfortable telling you what to do.
2: Happy Christmas, listeners. I hope this finds you cozy and kindled, wrapped in ribboned, red with brandy and candles bright. This holiday season, I have found myself lighthouse sitting. That's right. I'm bundled in a seaside cottage, tasked with minding the only lighthouse for a hundred miles of craggy coastline. You see, my aunt Eldrina used to holiday here. The last time I visited was so long ago I barely can recall it. I was still a boy and must have found the setting quite mysterious. Of late I felt negligent of Aunt Eldrina and her kind offers to return. With her invitation collecting dust for several odd winters now, I figured I could do for the change. I wrote her back and shortly after received an envelope with a single key. I packed a trunk and traveled to the return address, and sure enough, the key opened the door to this cottage. She left instructions on the writing desk, and a small pot of stew on the hearth. Since then, I've I've built a small fire, bundled under the deerskins, and thought to check in with you, my sweet and light-deprived listeners. I've yet to encounter the old lighthouse keeper, a crotchety old soul Aunt Aldrina referred to as Buff Jim. But she seems confident that the old sea dog left detailed instruction on keeping the lighthouse's beacon aflame. I've yet to journey to the tower's top, but with any luck, I can remain blanketed and warm whilst I spin a cold weather favorite for you. The location and circumstance of my current Christmas time retreat recall me of yet another adventure of our beloved bone detective, that's right, pour yourself a pot of Earl Grey toe into some woolen slippers and enjoy the tale of Carver Cranebottom and the Forgotten Shore.
4: The Rude Alchemy Christmas Special, Carver Cranebottom and the Forgotten Shore, is brought to you by Pemberton's Elk Seaman Nog. You haven't tasted Nog till you've tasted it jacked off out of a domesticated bull elk.
2: Icy blows and salt frost curls, the steamer, the HMS Dunweller, heaved about the churning waters of the North Atlantic, its frigid passengers huddled tight within their respective holds. Among them, Carver Cranebottom, world-famous bone detective, and his companionable companion, Basil Basilton. c Do you need the bucket?
4: No.
1: Are you certain we've been rolling at sea for hours now?
4: I d- 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 don't need the bucket.
1: Puny, pukey Basil, not seasick yet.
4: I d- d- don't get seasick.
1: Basil, you get sick from looking at an unripe tomato. Why wouldn't you get sick from being thrown about on the open ocean?
4: Why <laughs> would you <laughs> say that?
1: Why? Are you thinking about it now? A small, still greenish, unripe tomato? <laughs> Firm yet soft, soft yet firm, Vine still clinging to the reddish-greenish fruit.
0: <coughs>
1: if you split it open, the seeds would be, like, yellowy and snotty, but the flesh would still be a sun-blushed greenish-red. Give me the
0: bucket. What's
1: that? Give me the bucket. The bucket! Oh, here you are. <coughs> 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 Brap! You go.
2: Brap. Oh,
1: Brap. Apologies, gentlemen. The squall is getting worse, I'm afraid. What was that? I didn't say anything. Hmm?
4: Oh, it must have been old Volville, the ship's steward. It it, it what it was me. I, I'm not standing right here.
1: Ah, uh, sorry, old Volville. Didn't see you there.
4: What was it you said? Ah, uh, the squall's getting worse, I'm afraid.
2: Hmm.
1: Yes.
4: Seems unnecessary information. Uh,
1: Yes, we already established the squall's worsening with the seasick exchange, the bucket, etc.
4: Which ended in a laugh. Hopefully. I mean, did it end in a laugh?
2: Hello? Is he asking me? I didn't laugh Neither did I I
4: I would have laughed if I had heard it Yeah, so anyway, thanks old Volvo Yeah, thanks
1: old Volvo
4: But if you could keep your interjections to plot furthering information only, thanks Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay
3: Gentlemen, you are needed
0: in the dining room at once A murder has been committed
4: like that? Holy shit, yes, like that, old Volvo, you old f***ing idiot!
1: Come, Basil, you heard the princess, a
4: murder! Yay, we love murders, yay! Yay! Whoa! Stop. Whoa. What are you doing, old Vogel?
1: Baz, come on, he's not worth it.
4: You're right he's not, you piece of fucking shit, old ass bitch!
2: Stay out of his way, Vol. Stay out of his way. <gasps> And now an old man is crying? Jesus. This is the Christmas episode?
4: He's gotta learn!
2: Okay, anyway, in the HMS Dunweller's dining room, the passengers had gathered around the murder victim's body. The body of a young boy. Whoa! And now a young boy murdered? Jesus! Merry Christmas, everybody! Anyway, there was Dash Casey, the American stage actor. What a shame. He was such a good kid. John Ron Blobmon Sr., garbage people, labor master, and proprietor of the Blobmon Crust and Cuts Victual Scuttle and Fancy Food Cannery.
0: I suppose that depends upon what you mean by good.
2: Princess Fortuna, the Spanish heiress.
4: Here, detective.
2: Doctor, actually.
4: Oh, you don't say. I do. Yeah, and I'm his friend. I know. I do. Wait, I thought. I thought you were going to say, you don't say. Why? Because I said it to the detective. Doctor. But you're also a detective, so saying detective
0: is not wrong, no?
1: It's not wrong, but it could be so much more right.
0: Oh, I'm not really feeling it anymore.
2: Damn it, Basil! What did I do? Now, now, wait a minute. I was in the middle of introducing everyone. I covered Dash Casey and John Rod Blobmon Sr., and the Princess Fortuna. That should be plenty. Yeah, but but I didn't even mention Western Frontiersman Silas Buckrock. Or Australian Daredevil Jeb Gravecutter, Or that man in the black top hat. What's he doing? That should be plenty, thank you. But, but th- this is one of those fixed location murder mysteries. There's got to be like 12 to 15 potential suspects. And they've all got to be, you know, eccentric and slightly exotic and... So, yeah... You know, we're gonna need Botswanian butterfly catcher Bosway Negliku, and Himalayan soa Tsoma Wangchuk, and- Why?
1: So we can play with them cursorily without plumbing any real character depth or actual motivation that isn't revealed suddenly in long flashbacks of highly detailed backstory that all the guests know about each other but the audience is completely unaware of? It's like the opposite of dramatic irony. It's a private party in a golden box, and everyone's invited except the listener. And when they are, it's just a torrent of offstage action, deeply buried in expository vehicles like hidden letters, or even worse, memory monologues. Can't we just
2: keep it simple and get down to business? Yeah, but... but... But I I can reveal some of that stuff you're talking about. You know, I am the narrator, after all. That's even worse. You're not just
1: some robot rattling off stage directions and clunkily describing a character's emotional experience. You're a character, too, damn it. Well... You are! And by Jove, it's time we started treating you like one. Well, I I don't know what to say. And besides, I already know who the killer is.
4: Who is it, Carv?
1: Princess Fortuna. The bottle of cyanide was peeking from its hiding place in her bosom when she came running to collect us.
4: You scoundrel!
0: You saw this and still you flirted with me. I did. Oh, you
1: did, did you? <laughs> you heard me. Yeah,
4: you heard him, Princess.
0: No, ruined again.
1: Damn it, Basil! Apologies, Cendrillon, but a, a murder has
0: been committed. Old, Old Volvo.
2: Volvo. And so, with both the murder and the mystery of this seaborne murder mystery squelched in the first ten minutes, the passengers of the HMS Dunweller had nothing left to do but await the end of their journey. The Princess Fortuna was confined to a closet on the lowest deck. But, but did we, did we actually learn whom it was that got killed?
1: Doesn't matter. It was a
2: child, for Christ's sake! And? Did I mention there was a Burmese bird tamer named Hoot Hoot Bettenfeather? His name is Hoot Hoot? Baz. A uh, Hoot Hoot is a she, actually.
1: Hold on now. A lady bird tamer? That's right. Hmm, still not interested. Damn it!
2: What are we supposed to do until we arrive?
1: Yes, we. Now you're thinking like a character. But. You said it, we. What was that? Don't you know? A storm? A storm? The ship is reeling. We're casting about.
2: Carver! Oh, the wind and the waves.
1: They're battering us mercilessly.
2: Carver! But but what happens now?
1: It's happening now. Carver! Apologies, gentlemen,
4: but we appear to be sinking. Now that's what I'm talking about, old Volvo.
1: Yes, well done, old fool. Brace yourselves. We're going under!
2: Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I, I must have dozed off. It's, it's just, it's so lovely here in the cottage, so warm, so safe. The sea winds are blowing just beyond my chimney, but I'm safe in this haven. It truly is a happy Christmas. I truly am overcome with joy. What child is this who Oh. Listeners, something happened. Something. That, the light. The light. It, it went off. The light in the lighthouse just went off. Damn it. The last thing I want is to leave this cozy little cottage. But I am duty bound. I cannot disappoint Aunt Aldrina. I'm going to have to put on one of these seaman slickers and venture up there. Don't worry. I'll shove my remote transmitter in a goatskin and bring it along so you won't have to wait to hear the thrilling conclusion of Carver Crane Bottom and the Forgotten Shore.
4: The Rude Alchemy Christmas Special, Cava Crane Bottom and the Forgotten Shore, is brought to you by Depression-Era Christmas Presents. Looking to cut back in these difficult economic times? Give Depression-Era Christmas Presents a try. We carry all the Grandpa's sad memory classics like A Single Orange, The Luxury of an Extra Piece of Firewood, A New Beating Switch, Nothing! The lifetime memory of finding a relative hanging in the barn. Taking over as man of the house at the age of nine. Or, everyone's favorite, the chance to defend your younger brother from your father's alcoholic rage with the baseball bat he gave you the Christmas before he lost his job at the mill.
2: Black Knight. White Foam. A meager slice of moon as celestial beacon above the frigid tide. Carver clutches the oars of a lifeboat. Baz shivers pathetically at his side. Also in the small vessel, Dash Casey. What a shame. It was such a good ship. John Ron Blobmon Senior. I suppose that depends upon what you mean by good. And? And you. And me? That's right. No, no, I'm in the lighthouse, climbing the stairs of the lighthouse. Whew. Damn, there are a lot of stairs. Come on, Bass. Keep time with me. Count it off, Carv.
4: I can barely see my own two hands.
1: You're only using one hand.
4: Oh, so now you can see my hands, even though I can't?
1: I'm guessing by the uneven pull of our rowing. Am I right, though? Yeah, you're f***ing right. You're always f***ing right. Come on, then. One, two, three, stroke.
2: Yeah, I'm nearly there. I'm nearly to the top. One, two, three, stroke. There's a door. There, there, that, that must be it. One, two, three, stroke. Hello? Hello, Buff Jim? One, two, three, stroke. No one's home. Oh, here are the instructions. One, two, three, stroke. Flip breaker, set dial, pull lever.
1: One, two, three, stroke.
2: Here we go.
1: One, two, three, stroke. <gasps> it's worked. It's on. The light is back on. Calf. I see it, Baz. A light. Apologies, gentlemen, but a light has just appeared in the distance.
2: Oh, yes, shit. Uh, I guess old Volville was there, too. Son of a bitch! Uh, Listeners, I hesitate to even tell you this, but up here, at the top of the lighthouse, this this must have been where Buff Jim, the old lighthouse keeper, lived. There's a cot and a, a small stove. He even rigged the little chimney pipe out to ventilate. It doesn't look like he ever left this place. There's shelves of canned foods and a pump that must run all the way to the ground. Keeping the light is no small task. Buff Jim's dedication is apparent. No wonder Aunt Aldrina has kept him on for so long. And anyway, I, I can see why one might be drawn to such a thing. I can see for miles the endless fathoms of sea, the curling clouds of night. I am once more safe while Carver and crew face the freezing spray of the Atlantic as they continue to row. Say,
1: Doctor! Yes, Mr. Casey? (laughs) Call me Dash. Certainly Dash. How is it you were able to figure out who offed that kid so easy? The boy on the ship? Well, as I said, I noticed the bottle of cyanide stowed in the Princess Fortuna's dress. The boy had no apparent external trauma, no signs of stabs, shots, smacks, or strangulations. Poison seemed the most obvious method, and there the princess was with the murder weapon.
4: Cyanide makes the old lips go blue, eh, Carv? How's that, Baz? I never knew it, but cyanide makes the old lips go blue. Like the boy on the ship, with the blue lips. His lips were blue? Certainly. As blue as Mr. Blobmont's boysenberry bric-a-bracs.
0: Hmm? All right. You're into my snack thing.
4: Yeah, I forgot. It's been like two years since the last Christmas special.
0: Why so long, do you think?
4: Who knows? They're never short on excuses.
0: Hmm, like a regular lot of garbage people, eh? Oh my legs hurt, etc., etc, etc.
4: Yes, I have cancer from all the additives. Ouch! My glands are full of cancer from all these dyes and additives. Anyone?
1: Yes, we hear
4: you. Point is, Carv, that little boy who was murdered on the HMS Dunweller, he had blue lips.
1: Blue lips? Perhaps it wasn't poison after all. Oh, so maybe you didn't. Actually identify the correct murderer Ah, uh, take it easy now, Dash
4: Yeah, Dash, cause the Princess Fortuna died back there We let her drown because we knew we could only fit so many on the lifeboat And she was the one who killed the boy So we let her drown back there
1: She was so hot, too
4: Yeah, I really liked her, um Forearms Like the veins in her Wrists and, uh Forearms Right?
0: I suppose her wrists could be considered attractive.
4: So if the princess didn't do it, who did?
1: I think the more distressing question is, for whom was the princess's cyanide intended? Uh! Mr. Casey?
4: Oh, that,
1: that
2: Jezebel!
0: Good heaven, Dash Casey is dead.
2: Are his
4: lips blue
0: too? No, just sort of dead looking.
1: Don't worry, we're nearly to shore. I'm not worried.
4: Well, that's another one down. Say, do you think the man with the black top hat made it off the ship? Who? The fellow with the black top hat. He was there when we found the boy. Didn't? Didn't he get described?
1: Ah, I must have cut off his description. Black top hat, you say? Yeah, I saw him too. Well, he's not with us anyway.
4: Or is he? Boo! (laughs) Jesus, Basil. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Blobmon. I'm
0: pretty sure I just did a shit.
4: (laughs) What? Just keep rowing. Uh, Apologies, gentlemen. Old Bobble, if you say it, I swear to Christ I'm going to fuck you. I really will. I really don't want to. But I really will. I'm
2: just an old man. No excuse, old Vole. No excuse. I'm not certain I want to return to Aunt Eldrina's cottage. I've got a little fire going in Buff Jim's stove now. And the view at the top of the lighthouse remains breathtaking. Buff Jim has left plenty of foodstuffs for me to make it through the squall. It's really blustering out there. And Buff Jim appears to be quite the collector. He's got all sorts of trinkets lined about the shelving. Little toys and figurines. They're most delightful. Oh, what a curious fellow for collecting such stuff. Look, look here a small soldier carved from alabaster. A, a tiny wind up frog who, who performs a little backflip. <laughs> oh, oh, this one is most disturbing. It's, it's a little man. An ugly little man carved from the darkest sort of wood. Oh, oh, he's disgusting disgusting like a like a crude little monster apish and appalling yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put that one back oh here's a kitty oh a little clockwork kitty hi kitty meow 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 (coughs) meow oh oh, it's so cute oh yeah oh Oh, anyway yeah carver and they were uh they were rowing up to some (laughs) place look 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 at look at its little paws Come here, You here, I know,
1: I know! Stop! Come on, Bass. help me pull the boat in.
2: I'm trying,
4: it's so slippery! Use both hands!
1: You
0: lads are doing marvellous work. Nearly there! Just a bit farther in so the tide won't get me.
4: Mr. Blobman, you are a regular wizard at mass-producing delicious confectionery. But you are a lazy bitch when it comes to work.
0: I'm a manager, not a labourer. Also, you made me do a shit in my pants.
1: There we are. <sighs> all right, come on then. Basil, what have you got there? What? Nothing. It's not nothing. You've been half assing the entire rescue procedure by favouring one hand. Did you hurt yourself? Yeah,
4: yeah, I hurt myself, that's all. Let me see. No, it's okay.
1: Baz, Basil, let me see. Give me that. Give me. The, show me. The. No, no, don't hit me again.
4: <clears throat>
1: Good heavens, what is this? A, a doorstop? No. No, a, a, a toy of some sort, a, a little carved figure. Where did you get this?
4: I didn't think he'd miss it.
1: Didn't
0: think who'd miss it. Poor detective, you can be quite dense, don't you see? He took it off the boy, the dead boy.
1: This little thing? What is it? A little devil? Some sort of wooden monkey?
4: I don't know what it is, but I wanted it!
1: Stealing from a dead child? I I don't know who you are, Bass.
0: Turtlemen, you can remain quarrelling on this beach, but I shall be seeking shelter.
1: Yes, let's away. I shall return this little demon toy to its poor deceased owner.
4: Don't, Carver! Don't!
1: (laughs) Back to the depths, you go.
2: Come away. Carver and Baz and John Ronblob Monsignor shouldered through the biting salt sea winds toward their destination, which was... No. No, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lighthouse. This cannot be. They were not knocking on the door of a lighthouse. Let us in. Please. Please, don't. They're not here. They're not. They rowed ashore, it's true, but they did not approach the door of a lighthouse. Come on! it was not the door of a lighthouse, but the door of a small cottage. A small seaside cottage. I'm
4: coming, I'm coming, yes.
1: Thank heavens.
4: Ah, oh, thank you, madam. Good gracious. Apologies, madam, but all ships sunk. Old Vavo, where the f*** did you come from? I was, I was with you in the lifeboat. Fucking piece of shit. I have one of those
0: myself, rattling around in my trousers, no thanks to you.
4: Sorry, Mr. Blobmon. Come in, come in, please. Thanks again. Oh, it is
1: delightful in here. Oh, uh, uh, apologies, sir, I-, I didn't see you there. Thanks to you and your wife for letting us in. Oh, this man is not my husband.
4: Ah, she's a real loose sluice, eh, Carv? He came in just before you arrived. He too was on your ship. Was he? Yes, of course. The fellow with the black top hat. How do you do? See, I told you, Carve, there were many people bustling about the old HMS Dunweller. The Dunweller? That's right.
0: You didn't mention it was the Dunweller.
4: I just did. Oh, you mean the fellow in the black top hat didn't mention it? Not terribly talky now, though, is he? You
0: don't understand.
1: I'm not certain we do, madam.
4: Oh, God in heaven, my nephew was on the Dunweller. He was coming
0: to visit me. Did you see him? Did he make it to a lifeboat? Oh, dear.
1: A a boy, you say?
0: Yes. If you made it, surely he must have boarded a lifeboat as well.
1: I'm afraid I have some bad news, Miss... um, (coughs) Miss... uh,
0: Simmons. Eldrina Simmons.
1: Miss Simmons. Eldrina. Please, have a seat.
2: Well, wait. Wait, 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 wait. The woman in the cottage was Aunt Eldrina... Then her nephew was... Oh. oh. I feel faint. I feel faint. Oh. Damn it all. Damn it all! Who's knocking? It's locked! Now go away! Oh, you... You have the key? But that, that must mean... Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah, I don't know. And I see, so you just stayed on, did you? Kept working for Aunt Eldrina? Tended the lighthouse while she grieved, knowing what had happened to me, what you did to me. And you found my toy on the beach when it was washed ashore, didn't you? A little keepsake for you. Start the regular collection, huh? Because you found other toys over the years from other little... (laughs) Take off that goddamn top hat you feed, Buff Jim! buff jim what did you do to me
4: Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Wurtner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. Carver Crane Bottom in the Forgotten Shore, written by Mr. Kane and edited by resident sound designer Mr. Michael Hahn. Featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy with special guest Elena Poggles as Princess Fortuna and the Old Woman. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of we'll creative com sound effects, visit Mr. slash attributions. Be sure to like. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content reels from every season, visit RudeAlchemy.com support. And finally, Merry Christmas from Rude Alchemy. May you and your loved ones be blessed to receive the true gifts during this joyous season. Peace. Love. Family, and sweet white hot chainsaw revenge on the ones who took them away from you. Merry Christmas to all
2: and to all! Agreement! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven,
0: eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. There! That's how long 20 seconds are. The Center for Disease Control recommends you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds as often as possible. We don't think about it a lot, but more germs are transmitted by the hands than by any other source, so keep them clean soap and water for 20 seconds and you'll help prevent the spread of COVID-19 and maybe some other nasty stuff as well. This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.